at home edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the bright lights. We'll be With tonight's guest, founder of Magic Magic, Alina Milano. And musical guest, Lauren Negrasso. I am Mark Luzer, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. that knows me as either a life coach or read my book or my workshops or uh, has definitely seen me perform uh, singing or even being master of ceremonies knows that I speak a lot about my Italian-American heritage, growing up Italian-American. I speak a lot and I have ever since I was a little kid doing shows uh, in the garage and at school. And one of the things that has been very, very important to me is to share so many wonderful aspects of my heritage. Because as one of our guests or both of our guests can tell you, there was a time when, when the culture wasn't understood as much and was not as respected in America. And, uh, it has been important also to me uh, to, to be able to share some of the things that weren't fun and that I wasn't planning on carrying forward in my life uh, and to share them in ways with respect and being uh, funny about it and also making sure that we could learn from it and then, and then do it differently. And ironically, my father used to do the same thing when I watched him teach the Italian culture. And he was an Italian language teacher and actually a Sicilian language teacher as well. So, so I got that from him and I carried that on. Now, bringing on uh, in this month, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, we're kicking it off with two Italian uh, speakers, hosts, uh, and powerful women, uh, Italian-American, Sicilian-American. And, and so I, I had the opportunity to speak with both of them, and I was really blown away and delighted how they, too, were able to share and are able to share even deeper harder things to talk about in the way that they do through music and through humor and through, through storytelling. Uh, my hat's off to them both. It's special that our guest has her book releasing tomorrow. We'll talk about that. Our musical guest has her song uh, releasing this Friday. And it's all premiering here on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety, but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, 
Phi Beads, transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at PhiBeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, Beads.com. You are listening to The Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome, L.A., on the BBS Radio Network, with your host, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. You can hear tonight's show and all our past shows on our archive page at LifeChangesShow.com, which include luminaries such as comedian Michael Collier, actress Gabriella Wright, performing artist James Hood, and author Ken Honda. Email your comments and questions to info at lifechangesnetwork.com or askdorothy at lifechangesshow.com. You can also comment via Twitter at Life Changes Show and Facebook at The Life Changes Show. Well, this is the Life Changes Show at Home Edition. I am Filippo Voltaggio, host, and online with Mark Lejeur, our co-host and producer. I am excited. Want to connect with amazing... And I'm still excited <laughs> for tonight's show. Uh, we, we, you know, I think I was thinking about the word magic, and, and I think it's up there with other words, like we talk about how love is misunderstood and misused and has so many definitions. And I think magic is that as well, because so many people have a certain des- uh, definition about magic, and yet it is evident in all aspects of our lives every day, in positive and in not so comfortable ways. And uh, I think the title says it all tonight, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Indeed, and we got that title from our guest, the title being From Madness to Magic. Our guest is an author, speaker, podcaster, and founder of Madness to Magic. Paulina Milana, welcome to the Life Changes Show. Hello, Paulina. Uh, Paulina, either you're muted or Doug, maybe we need to unmute her. So while Paulina's getting unmuted, uh, I'll share that she's got a book coming out tomorrow called Committed, a memoir of madness in the family. Uh, Embarking on this latest book, uh, she is unleashing the power. uh, She's helping other people unleash the power that lie within each of us to bring about change. For the better. I can't think of a greater way to kick off this Mental Health Awareness Month. Paulina, have you joined us yet? I don't, can you hear me? Now we can. Oh, thank goodness. Phew, so <laughs> sorry about that. Technical difficulties. It's the it's the madness part of the magic. <laughs> oh, you're back on you're back on Skype. Okay. If you would mute the video. Okay. You will hear you better. How's okay. that? Perfect. Um so 
Paulina, uh, you have quite a story to share, uh, a short time to share it on the show. However, you are sharing it in many different ways, one including uh, the book coming out tomorrow called Committed. Tell us about that. So, uh, yep, this book called Committed, a memoir of madness in the family. It is actually the sequel to my book, The S Word, which came out in 2015. Basically, this book is my story of having to care for a mom and a sister, both of whom were diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. And in doing so, I... I struggled in keeping my own sanity. So this is the story of, of insanity being rooted in my family tree, me tending its garden and, and the struggles that I went through to not, to not fall prey to some kind of mental illness on my own. You know, Paulina, you and I had a really great, uh, conversation and so much has stuck with me since you and I spoke and I really don't know where where to go in this moment and 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 I don't know which was for you and I and which was for the show and yet knowing what I know about you you share almost everything um, so you tell me if this is appropriate for the show but how uh, uh, of the night you met somebody that helped you change your life. Sure. Sure. So, um, so ever since I was pretty much at the age of 10, I was, um, a, a kid caregiver. My mom, uh, had, um, an undiagnosed mental illness for a very long time. And from that age forward, everything kind of revolved around my mom, around her sickness. Um, we didn't know what was kind of going on. It was pretty troubling in terms of, uh, of just, you know, being a kid, going to school, having your mom, you know, talking or screaming um, to things that weren't there all night long. Then you'd kind of have to head off to school anyway. She was a paranoid schizophrenic, so she felt that um, – that we were trying to kill her. So it was kind of kill or be killed. It was a pretty traumatic um, childhood. After I go away to school for a year and I come back, my father unexpectedly dies. And then two years after that, my little sister, um, she falls prey to mental illness and is diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic as well. So there I am left as primary caregiver to my mom and my sister, both paranoid schizophrenics. And I don't, nobody outside the family knows about it. I, you know, from the outside looking in, everything seems pretty fine. Although I was um, soothing myself with food. I had ballooned to kind of over 250 pounds. And I, I just, I, I got myself into a major bunny hole. I couldn't see my way out from living this life of obligation, living this life of caring for crazy where no one has the solution. No one has the fix. It's all kind of um, trial and error when it comes to mental illness treatments. 
So at one point, I kind of decided I just I couldn't do it anymore. And so my thought was, hey, I'm going to do the world a favor <laughs> and I'm going to take myself out and take my mom and my sister with me because that would be fair. Right. Th- that was the logic that was going on in my head. I uh, frequented a women's kind of um, uh, health uh, facility and it had um, and, and I knew a lot of the people there, the, per- the owner at the time, her name was Margie. And the night that I was going to do it, um, I had it all planned out. For some reason, Margie saw something in me and I just she thought I wasn't right. And she kept she wouldn't let me leave until I went to see a friend of hers, uh, Lynn, who happened to be a therapist. And I, I didn't want to do it. But Margie said to me, um, you know, just do me this last favor. And being a people pleaser, I was like, all right, fine, I'll do this last favor. But I only have 30 minutes because I'm on a clock and I've got a mission. Tonight was the night we were we were going to be done. And I go to see this Lynn. Margie actually takes me there. Lynn seats me and says, hey, you know, Margie's saying that, you know, something's not quite right. And, you know, something's going on. Why don't you tell me what's what's going on? And my pat answer at that time was, you know, nothing, nothing's going on, nothing's going on. And Lynn said to me, okay, tell me about nothing. And Mm. that moment, I just quickly told her everything that was going on. I I remember looking up after kind of just saying it. And Lynn, like, I, I could see the look on her face. She was like, oh, my God. And she convinced me to come back to her, made me promise. And she, that woman saw me for months without having me pay. Had Lynn not entered into my world at that moment, I can assure you I would not be here talking to you tonight. So, um, so when you say nothing, or when you said nothing, mm-hmm. and when you uh, said that nobody knew about it, you also, it, it, no one could know about it because it's part of family secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're all familia here, right? <laughs> and with especially the Sicilian code, La Cosa Nostra, is whatever happens in the family stays in the family. And we kind of were raised with, you know, we take care of our own. We we take care of our own stuff. We don't ask for help. Um, and so that's that's what I knew. And it I had, you know, I'm, I'm a really strong person, but sometimes a strength exaggerated can mm. become a weakness, right? And so mm. for me, being so proud that I was taking care of everything and I I was killing myself. I was falling apart inside. And it took it took this moment to finally, you know, you you get to a point where you just you break. And by the grace of God, Lynn was there. And it is a very it is a very um you know, I, I wish I could say that it's oh, just an Italian thing or, oh, just, you know, so-and-so. But the truth is when it comes to mental illness, there's still that stigma attached and nobody wants to be involved with it. Nobody wants to to have that label. And so 
it's it's kind of a shame because if we were more open to it, if people could embrace it just as they did somebody who had a broken leg or cancer, if we could make it something that is safe to talk about, I just think there would be less of of this challenge we're experiencing when it comes to mental health and the consequences from it. So I, I, I know that my mission, I, I feel as if there's no way I went through everything that I went through for it not to have a greater meaning. And so my mission is to actually help people to work their way through this kind of adversity and to change the narrative, you know, shift the script. Well, we know you're helping people. Uh, maybe we'll get a chance to chat about it later, but you're a volunteer for CASA, court-appointed special advocate for children in foster care. And that's that's a powerful thing. Uh, and, and like I said, hopefully we'll get a chance to chat about that. But uh, one of the main reasons why I, I really love the fact that you're on the show open and honest and sharing like you do with all the things that you do is because not that, not that everybody is going to have this particular type of, of mental illness or take it to that level that you were thinking about. Um, but there is something that a lot of people, there are some, everybody has something, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because when you really, when you take a look at my story, here you have two people, my mother and my sister, who were diagnosed, right, with paranoid schizophrenia. It, it's a big deal. They were diagnosed with it, clinically diagnosed. Yet at the end of the day, the person who was supposed to be in charge, the one who wasn't mentally mm-hmm. ill, quote unquote, I was the one who really had become the danger. And, and that is, is something to think about because in this world, we seem to be very black and white and we seem to think that it's all or nothing. And the truth of it is so many of us, especially with what's been going on with COVID, the pandemic, all of the kind of social kind of strife, we, we all are at at some level are falling apart. We all at some level need to get some help and need to make it okay to get that help. So, um, yeah, I, I, I have to say that when it comes to mental health, to me, mental health and emotional wellness, that's at the core of everything, of everything. And, and leaders can only be leaders if that is something that they recognize, something that they deal with. Um, and I think we have a lot of work to do on that front. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, wow. Uh, when you took me into leaders and took the conversation there, I, I was thinking, uh, I, I, I've never heard really that from leaders at all. So, uh, mm-hmm. You just threw me for a, a loop there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yes. Yeah. You know, um, I, I obviously I follow a lot of um, of the news or the recent kind of um, 
shifts in conversation when it comes to mental health. And one of the things that I really find encouraging are the people like, you know, Oprah Winfrey and Harry who are taking on more um, mental illness kinds of projects, the, the programming that is out there. You know, when I was young, um, the only thing that I knew about how the world viewed mental illness had to do with a movie called Sybil. And I don't know how many mm-hmm. of you know, if you remember it or your audience, mm-hmm. but a movie called Sybil and that had, you know, one woman with multiple disorders and, and it was very, very traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I remember news reports of a woman named uh, Lori Dan, who was close to my community in Illinois, who um, had a mental illness, walked into a school and shot children and teachers. And I remember thinking then, uh, like the whole world kind of came out and was like, why didn't their family do something? Why didn't they know? And, and we still have those Mm. questions today, right? We still have those same questions. Well, at some point, we've got to recognize the fact that things have not changed. They need to change. And as a family member of people with mental illness, you don't always see those clear cut signs. It's not a black and white thing. And you, you can be living with that person and not know what's going on. It's a very, there is no one size fits all. And, and the fact that we don't address the root cause of so much strife and violence and whatever you want to call it, that's going on now, that is just furthering the the problems. If we took more time to really talk about mental health and, and mean it, not kind of gloss over stuff, but if the leaders actually worked more with how people are actually feeling, how people are actually handling things. I mean, one of the things my um, my own therapist had said to me once was look, we we view in this society asking for help as a weakness, when in truth, that's a strength. Mm. In this society, think about it. When you're working for someone, uh, you know, a corporation or something, and, and you have a death in the family, they give you, what, three days to get mm. over it? Even mm. something that simple, you're not allowed to say like a week later, a month later, whatever, that you're, that you're having a hard time with it, mm. right? We just a year don't later. allow being human, right? We mm. don't allow being human, and that's 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 the challenge. Well, well, wow. Well, uh, uh, Paulina, you just inspired me to do something that that we don't often do, and because our musical guest has written a song saying exactly so much of what you just said when we come back we're going to feature the musical guest singing that song and then we're going to come back to you paulina for more of the story and then we'll go back to our musical guest for more later on but uh i think what a special opportunity we have to introduce some music around this especially since we were going to be sharing it later so uh hang with us we're going to have paulina milana uh Uh, back as well as our musical guest, Lauren Lagrasso, who will be joining us right after uh, this break here on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition. 
Want to connect with amazing people who are committed to making a difference? From the Heart Tribe is a platform, community, and movement with the purpose of bringing like-minded humans together to help animals and the environment in order to gain a stronger connection and understanding of the world around us. They're dedicated to effectuating positive change by empowering individuals to organize meaningful and engaging experiences that build compassion for animals and the natural environment. Their founders' and members' passion is to inspire others to actively get involved in their homes, their communities, and the world to raise awareness about the issues we face and most of all to be part of the solution. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to the Life Changes Show live from Vortex Dome LA with your host, Filippo Voltaggio. You can visit us online at lifechangesshow.com, via Twitter at Life Changes Show and Facebook at Life Changes Show. We are back. I am Filippo. This is the Life Changes Show at Home Edition. We're calling this From Madness to Magic. Uh, that is a title for the episode that we got from our guest, author, speaker, podcaster, and founder of Mad- Madness to Magic, Paulina Milana who will be joining us in just a moment again. In the meantime, we have our musical guest, multi-passionate creative singer-songwriter Lauren Lagrasso, who has an interesting story that's related, which we will get to later, but we're going to get to have her song here, uh, which will be a great addition to the conversation. Welcome, Lauren Lagrasso, to the show. Filippo, my paisan, I'm so happy to be here. And what an amazing conversation you two just had was very, very mind opening. Yeah. And and you and I had a conversation where we talked about the secrecy and all that. So I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. You even have a song called Secrecy. I do have a song called Secrecy. Actually, the the lyrics in it are uh, secrecy is nothing new to me and shame is a game that was passed down by my family name. So it was pretty uh, revolutionary. And that's not even the right word, but it was pretty shocking to hear there's actually a word for what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that there was a word in Italian for what we've all been experiencing. This Mm -hmm. keeping it all in the family. Don't tell anyone. Don't let the family shame out. Um, But when you keep a secret, it gets bigger. Um, and so it's very important to talk about our experience. You know, Lauren, there are actually several several other words, and uh, no joke. Uh, there I are, didn't know uh, that. 
Yeah, <laughs> there, there are. So, so these are these are real things, and of course, uh, we'll let uh, Paulina talk about it. But uh, she's talking about specific things that are not just Italian related, of course. But, but every culture does have something. Communities have something. Whether it's the the mental health issue or whether it's the way we have done things in the past within that culture or that community that. In today, uh, today we're starting to see that there there has to be another way. And you wrote also a song, <laughs> which is kind of tongue in cheek, though, right? Um, yes. Uh, well, I'm thinking of a particular lyric, like it's going to cost me a lot of money or something, right? Yeah. I mean, therapy is expensive. Yeah. So it it really was inspired, though, from you know my experiences. I was telling you earlier when I was 15, I went to my mom and told her I think I need to go to therapy. And, you know, I'm from Michigan, so strong Michigan accent coming in for you live. Uh, but she goes, really? And it was just never spoken about again. And I did end up going when I was 23, but I felt a tremendous amount of shame at the time. I didn't tell anybody about it, but it ended up being this truly life-changing thing. And... Um, I think it's really important to talk about the benefits of therapy and to destigmatize it because there is still so much shame around it. I mean, when I play this song in Michigan, the room goes silent as if I'd said I'd murdered someone. Mm. Um, and, and it is a tongue in cheek song. I mean, it's about my last breakup. And cause it's literally a quote I said to my ex-boyfriend as I was running out of the house, as we were fighting, I said, do you have any idea the amount of therapy I'm going to need after you? Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I mean, the, the thesis of the song is yes, the amount of therapy I'm going to need after you, but really it's always about ourselves, right? Like we spend time fixing other people because we're avoiding ourselves. So, you know, you know, Lauren, actually before, before we get into the song, maybe there's one more piece you might add to the story, uh, <laughs> is that, uh, you did end up getting therapy. You ended up, uh, moving out and, uh, and then you, you wanted to, uh, share certain things as a speaker, as a podcast uh, host. Uh, so you actually went and had a an adult conversation, an open conversation with your parents. Yes, yes. So this is something really interesting. So as we know, there's a lot of secrecy and shame in the Italian culture, but Catholicism is also huge in the Italian culture. And so a lot of those ideals bleed into you know, how we interact. And one primary messaging in my family growing up was definitely stay virgin till marriage, keep it light, don't talk about sex. Sex is in a box. You can have it someday once you walk down the aisle, but not until then. We don't talk about it. And I really, as I got older, felt like I was amputating this big piece of myself. Like it's like not talking about hunger. It's such an innate part of the human experience that. I felt like I was lying by never having these open public conversations about it. And, you know, so this is flash forward years later. So that was when I was 15. I'm now 32. So years later, I'm doing podcasts and I'm writing music and I want to start to have these discussions, but I had always secretly been afraid that if I start talking about this openly, if I start writing music about it, about the sexual piece of who I am, you know, part of my humanity, that my parents are going to be ashamed. And I, it almost brings me to tears. You know, this pandemic has really brought us closer together. I was telling you earlier, I spent nine out of the past 12 months home with my mom and dad. I'm now back in LA, but I was in Detroit for a great bulk of time. And we got really, really honest with each other. And so finally I sat them down one day and I was like, listen, 
I've been avoiding talking about this because I didn't want to bring shame to you or I didn't want to embarrass you or I didn't want you to think that other people are going to judge me and then judge you because of it. But I can't not express this piece of who I am because I feel like I'm lying about myself. I don't feel like I can be myself because I'm afraid of how you're going to react or how you might be judged for it. And I just need you to know I'm going to start talking about it and I hope you can accept that. Mm. And without pause, my mom said, you could never bring shame to us. Mm. Mm. You could never bring shame to us. We want you to always be who you are. And it was like, it was just shocking because yes, that had been the messaging when I was younger, but I built it up and built it up and built it up and thought there's no way they're ever going to be okay with it. And, and that story that I was spinning in my head actually wasn't even accurate for modern day. Mm. It's a new day. And uh, people like Paulina and you, Lauren, are here doing what you do. Let's let's get to hear you do your song that's coming out this Friday, dropping on Friday, but uh, live on the Life Changes show here today called Therapy, Lauren LaGrasso. All right. Here's Therapy, and I highly recommend it. think I can be trusted in love Holes everywhere I'm gonna trip over again And have no one to dust my wounds The open street we screamed A still echoing sound The empty bottles we broke a steel cut in the crown And the amount of therapy I'm gonna need after you It's gonna be a big bill The amount of therapy I'm gonna need after you and They're gonna lock me up The amount of therapy I'm gonna need after you I'm heading for a straitjacket the amount of therapy I'm gonna need They ain't got nothing strong enough yet I knew it from the moment we met Two souls on separate paths And yet I still went on with it Determined I could make you work The love we forced to exist Is still choking us down The hands we turn into fists Is still cut in the ground They're still cut in the ground and the amount of therapy I'm gonna need after you It's gonna be a big bill The amount of therapy I'm gonna need after you They're gonna lock me up The amount of therapy I'm gonna need after you I'm heading for a straitjacket the amount of therapy I'm gonna need They ain't got nothing strong enough yet 
No, there ain't no stuff that's strong enough, yeah. Spend all that time fixing you when I should have been fixing myself. You know the old cliche is true. You can't love someone else until you love yourself. And I'm so far from that. But still I gotta try. And that's the reason why, oh, the amount of therapy I'm gonna need after you. It's gonna be a big bill. The amount of therapy I'm gonna need after you. They're gonna lock me up. The amount of therapy I'm gonna need after you. I'm heading for a straight jacket. The amount of therapy I'm gonna need. They ain't got nothing strong enough yet. No, there ain't no stuff that's strong enough yet. No, there ain't no stuff that's strong enough yet. Oh. Wow. Lauren LaGrasso, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. We got to hear the unplugged version. That's her playing guitar and singing live for us. And then the uh, the produced version will come out this Friday. I'm going to spell Lauren LaGrasso. Lauren, uh, L-A-U-R-E-N, LaGrasso, L-O-G-R-A-S-S-O dot com and there you can find her spotify account as well as on our site and you can check out more of her music lauren we'll be back with you oh it's uh, an honor thank you it's so great this is so perfect and uh paulina i am here and i <laughs> i love that line about heading for a straight jacket that is <laughs> i mean beautifully done and by the way I have a feeling that we are somehow related because uh, many of my relatives are in your neck of the woods in Michigan. <gasps> and isn't that? <laughs> not, yeah. There's some my cousin. Here. Yeah. And my husband also does uh, singer songwriting stuff. So it's just, I don't know. There's so many connections. And I wanted to add one thing if I, if I could about the, the Sicilian or the Italian kind of good girl, you know, uh, yeah. no sex until married. There's, there's this whole kind of concept and it isn't just Italians about you're either a virgin or a whore, right? Especially right. a female, right? So I have to share a funny story. My, my mother who, you know, when I was younger and I just wore, like I tried eyeshadow for the first time, she slapped me because it was something that whores wore. And mm -hmm. so that, that's kind of where my mom's coming from. Well, later on in life, after my father passed away, after my mom kind of got a little more stable on her meds, I was asking her something about, you know, if daddy was still alive, would there be anything that you would do different? And without skipping a beat, my mother says, I would have had more sex. And I was like, what? Like, so I... You know, people change and she that just kind of goes to show you she wasn't allowed to actually yes. be human. Right. 
So how can we expect them to then kind of suddenly magically be okay with us? So the fact that your mom says that there was, there'd never be a way that you could bring shame. Wow. Embrace that. And Mm. I, I love your mom already. That's, She's an amazing person. She's like the best person I know, but it's so true. Like they, everybody was given this story and just expected to live it out. I mean, even moving away from home as a young Italian, my mom did that, by the way, when she was uh, 24, she moved to New York from Detroit. You were looked at like a whore if you left the house. And my grandma did that too. She, we have a lot of similarities. My great grandmother had a severe mental illness and like really abused my grandma. So I think that that also trickles down in the family. You know, there's epigenetics and we could go down a huge rabbit hole of how that trauma um, continues genetically. But um, my grandma stopped the cycle, which was amazing, just like you. Um, And so, yeah, anyway, it's wild in it. And I give my mom so much credit. She has grown so much and it was way harder for her to come to that conclusion than it was for me to come to that conclusion. So nothing but love and respect for Joanne Lagrasso. She's amazing. And for my dad, Mike Lagrasso, he's also the best. Yeah. And I, Oh, go ahead. Interesting. Oh, thank you. Go ahead. We'll allow you to speak. Does this sound like three Italians talking or what? We're all like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, you go ahead. Well, interestingly (laughs) enough, you said, you know, it trickled down, uh, Lauren. Well, there's a book about that. It's coming out tomorrow. It's called Committed, a memoir of madness in the family. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's interesting that in all of this, uh, it's all interesting, actually. And it's all uh, eventually sounds like a good story to just see and hear the two of you get to know you both and and to be able to share your stories in this way. Uh, You 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 titled your 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 organization Madness to Magic, Paulina. that's that sounds like a big leap. I know there's a big mission there. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. Um, Madness to Magic. Here, here's where that kind of came from. We, When I was growing up, I was so afraid of the madness. I was afraid, you know, of, and I use this as a kind of joking, but of catching crazy, right? Catching the schizophrenia in the family. I was so afraid of that. And as I've grown older, Pauline, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you caught something. I mean, you were looking to commit homicide, suicide. You know, you were afraid of catching something. You got something. I I did get something. You are right. But that was not because of like a, a, a mental illness as we know it, right? As we label it. That stemmed from being a caregiver who wasn't caring for mm. herself at mm. all, right? And not yes. having support. And exactly. Like silence suffocates. This This is true for anything. And that's where mine came from. But you are right. I madness, I I feared, I feared what I saw as paranoid schizophrenia, right? The the hallucinations, the voices. What I intended to do, it, I was hearing voices, but they were my own. It wasn't like um things that weren't there. What I realized as I grew older was that every one of us has both this good and this bad, right? This virgin and this whore, this prey and this predator. And the more that we fear those things that we've been told are bad, the more that that 
persists, right? The more that those voices get louder. If we just were to look at it all as magic and and redirect, mm. like rechannel those energies, that that is when you really kind of come into your own. You know, I like to think of it um, as, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the musical Wicked, but, mm-hmm. um, but I have two cats. One is named Oz and the other one's named Alphaba. And mm-hmm. I love Wicked because what's that story? It's the story of two witches, right? One who's supposedly all good, which isn't true. One who's supposedly all bad, which isn't true. When they mm-hmm. come together, they are their most powerful, right? When Alphaba actually accepts who she is, she becomes, she defies gravity, right? I think that too often we have told ourselves stories, just like when Lauren was talking about how, you know, she just kind of almost assumed that her parents wouldn't accept her for who she is, right? You were telling yourself a story. And my whole kind of mission is shift that script, rewrite your next chapters, reimagine your past, you've got the power to do it. And so I, I, I called it madness to magic because in any given moment, no matter what madness is surrounding you, you can find that magic in it. Mm. That's kind of where that came from. Mm. Well, it feels like there's magic here tonight. Uh, Paulina Milana has been our guest and continues to be we're talking about madness to magic actually that is the website you've heard it several times already madness to magic.com that's where uh, you can learn about paulina's work and her workshops and all of the, what she does uh, her books several of them including the one coming out tomorrow committed a memoir of madness in the family paulina milana uh, Paulina, I, I, you, I know, you know, everybody knows we can talk. For a long yeah. time. <laughs> and, we, and we've already have a plan actually, Lauren and I to all of, we have a plan to get together and eat meatballs and the, the good stuff of uh, drink vino and all the good stuff, celebrate the good stuff about being Italian and also work with stuff. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Maybe a retreat in Sicily. I know people. <gasps> okay. Oh my god, I've you never been. You know, nice. I've never been to Italy. <gasps> what? My whole hundred percent Italian, never been. It's a it's a travesty. Well, my goal for twenty twenty was to go to Italy. Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> okay, so hold, yeah, hold tight. We have to. So so stay with us, Paulina. But we're we're gonna have to uh, say goodbye to you, and then we're going to. Bring in uh, our Ask Dorothy question, and then we're going to have another song by Lauren. What a show. But Paulina, really, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been this has been my Italian day and I have loved every second of it. And I am so grateful to have connected with both of you. It's, oh, likewise. It, it's the madness to magic that was created. Again, madness to magic.com. The book is committed. Paulina Milana. We'll be right back with our Ask Dorothy question right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. 
They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. Life Changes Show is a premier radio show presented by the Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and even celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, corporate giants, and children, we are here to help and to serve with heart, integrity, and experience we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show, lifechangesnetwork.com, and through guest appearances on other inspiring shows and events. If you wish to learn more about Life Changes Life Coaching, a private consultation with one of us, corporate or live event appearances, or if you would like us to appear on your radio or TV shows, please email us at info at lifechangesnetwork.com. We're back, and it's time for our Ask Dorothy question. Hello? We're back. It's the Life Changer Show at Home Edition, which is very evident today, but it's wonderful. It's madness to magic. Uh, it's time um, for our Ask Dorothy question. Do you want me? Dear Dorothy. There. My name is Jennifer, and I live in Los Angeles and love this. I'm 73, and I want to stay in the city, and I'm wondering if we can ever recover from the craziness that we have been living in for over a year now. I believe we can, and yet many of my friends are leaving, and they are urging me to get out, too, because they are so afraid of the future and want me to be safe. These friends have shown me in the last year that their thoughts are so different from and as much as I love them, I don't want to be that close to them anymore because we are not like-minded. They're living in total fear. My question is, if I stay, how do I create a new group of friends who are more in alignment with my thoughts and ideas? Dear Jennifer, this lockdown has shown us so many of the hidden natures and many of the people we've loved and spent lots of fun times with. The revelations and truths that have been shared with so many of us hasn't been a conversation we can have with everyone we love. However, the most important thing we can ever do is choose love over fear. And so I absolutely love everyone I know. And now I choose to spend more time with those on the same page with me than with some of my friends who are not on the same page, much less than the same book and not even in the same library. I say daily prayers of gratitude 
thanking the universe for the truth being revealed and thanking the universe for bringing more like-minded people into my life. And wow, I'm attracting more and more people who are choosing love over fear and who are willing to remember that as the divine children of God that we all are, we are the power in our world. And by choosing more elegant thoughts and utilizing prayers of gratitude, we're shifting into higher consciousness and co-creating the world we deserve. So Jennifer, you can use your powers wisely and attract more like-minded people into your circle by thanking the universe for showing you the ones who are here to interact with you so you can be a conscious co-creator of love, light, and a better world. Let's keep in touch as I feel you are a lot like me and I would love to know you better. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. Okay, well, uh, what a show it's been, and we still got a little more. Thanks to music with Lauren LaGrasso. Lauren, you shared so much, and uh, uh, there's there's something that uh, you're going to sing now that I forgotten the title of something about road the road to glory <gasps> the road to glory the road we're all on yes indeed so uh i have to say thank you first off before you even sing another song to liz fall who we all love at the life changes show and who introduced us so hello to liz and thank you Hello, Liz. We love you. Liz is one of my dearest friends, actually one of my favorite musicians, and we write music together. She wrote all the music for my podcast, Unleash Your Inner Creative. Incredible soul and talent. Everybody go check her out. You know, it's interesting. When you and I were talking, Lauren, I uh, said to you that I remember Liz speaking about you, and I was trying to remember like why we haven't had you on the show since that time because that was a while back and i started to think and where we were and what was going on at the time and then i said something happened oh yeah this happened the pandy (laughs) so liz was one of the if not the last but the second to last might have been the last person we had in the studio at the dome what almost a year and a half ago now wow a year and a quarter and she was talking to us about you. And then she's like, oh, you got it. And then this happened. And so uh, everything has changed. And some things are really changing for the better. Thanks to people like you and Paulina. Uh, so, uh, by the way, congratulations on being featured on all these great things like People Magazine and yada, 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 and da, da, da. And so good on you. And, uh, and how cool that you've gotten to sing like at house of blues and the Viper room and come on, that's so cool and well-deserved. And Paulina is dropping her book tomorrow because of mental health awareness month. You're dropping your single on Friday because of mental health awareness month. And that single is therapy, which we got to hear just now live. Uh, so tell us about this song that we're going to hear now. This song is called Road to Glory, and it's about the long, painful, very daunting journey to become the person and artist you want to be. I mean, I've been out in L.A. for 10 years now. There have been a lot of setbacks a lot of times when I've been knocked off my feet. But 
I always, always keep going. And this song's about my commitment to keep going and hopefully will empower other people to know that it's not easy, but it's worth it. You know, um, Glennon Doyle, she's an incredible New York Times bestselling author, and she always said, life is hard, but you want to choose the right kind of hard. And so I think that this song is about the commitment to the right kind of hard, which is being yourself, fighting for your dreams, and getting back up when you get knocked down because you're worth it. So that's Road to Glory. Indeed. Well, I'm glad we're going to get to hear right now. Here is Lauren LaGrasso singing The Road to Glory or Road to Uh, Glory? Road to Glory. Road to Glory. Yeah. And this one is out. So you can download it tonight. Follow me on Spotify, uh, Apple Music. It's out. So you can go. This is acoustic version. We can go hear the produced version right after this. Let me turn up that volume. I know the hope found me isn't paved, it isn't smooth. I've got a lot inside me, and all this time is true. And I've been knocked on my feet, but I'm still crawling on my knees. I won't let go on the road to glory. Won't sell my soul on the road to glory. Won't let go. On the road to glory, shots of glass are tearing and ripping right through me. Not lies, but the truth has set me free. It's a softly whispered down unveiled underneath. I am a warrior, so won't stop fighting. I know the hope before me isn't paved, it isn't smooth. I've got a lot inside me, and all this kind of truth. And I've been knocked on my feet, but I'm still crawling on my knees. I won't let go on the road to glory. Won't sell my soul on the road to glory. Won't let go. On the road to glory There's a leech Sucking and twisting life from me He don't know And there's a fire he don't see And my lifeblood is a poison To those who try to see I am nobody's meal On this journey I know the road before me isn't paved, it isn't smooth. I've got a lot inside me, and all this done is true. And I've been knocked on my feet, but I'm still crawling on my knees. I won't let go on the road to glory. Won't sell my soul on the road to glory. Won't let go. On the road to glory Said I know that road Yeah, I've been on that road You know, but when I cried on that road On the road, from road to glory, I 
know that what we found me isn't paid, it isn't smooth. I've got a lot inside me, you know there's nothing to And I've been knocked on my feet, but I'm still crawling on me. I won't let go on the road to glory. Once I'm out on the road to glory. Yes, <laughs> Lauren Lagrasso. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It is out. It's on Spotify. You can go to Lauren Lagrasso. Lauren L A U R E N L O G R A S S O dot com. And find her Spotify account there. It's also on our website at lifechangeshow.com where you see Lauren's information. Lauren, what a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for facilitating such a deep and fruitful discussion and for encouraging mental health. It's the most important thing in the world. And please, if somebody out there is listening and you need help, do not be ashamed. It is the most courageous thing you can do. And there it is. Thank you for doing what you do, saying what you say, singing what you sing, and producing what you produce, and all of that good stuff. So thank you to Lauren Lagrasso, and thank you once again to our guest, uh, Paulino, uh, Paulina Milana. Uh, and with that, that is our show. On behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our producer and co-host, Mark Lejeur, and myself, Filippo Voltaggio, your host. Reminding you that as your life changes, like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. Ciao. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio (laughs) Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 oh p.m. Pacific Time. Visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com. Well, on Facebook yeah. at The Life Changes Show and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. uh, The views and opinions expressed by those of the guests and participants do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions uh, of Life Changes. uh, Lauren, do you want me to share each other's emails with each other? That would be wonderful. I would love that, yeah. Okay, I'll do it. All right, good night to you all. All right, good night. Lots of love. Talk to you.